it all comes back to trusting your intuition always and actively allowing yourself to be in open communication with that universal life force that essentially connects everything and everyone together. Welcome to Follow Your Flow, a spiritual podcast. It's time to tune out the noise and reconnect to your intuition, to connect to your inner magic. If you're ready to find your path and to create an energetically aligned life, then join me, Hannah Kenefick, for this week's episode of the Follow Your Flow, a spiritual podcast. I'll see you there. Hello, hello my loves and welcome back to Follow Your Flow, a spiritual podcast, a space where you get to activate your own inner magic through the power of conscious conversation. Now, even though we're into episode three, I've been doing this work for quite a few years now. And if you've been following me or you've connected with me at some point or another, you've probably heard me say this more than once, the term energetic alignment. Alignment, alignment, alignment is something, it's uh, the higher purpose of my work as a Reiki teacher, as a spiritual coach, as a mindfulness practitioner. You know, energetic alignment is a vital part of my practice and it's a vital part of you know the follow your flow philosophy because you can't flow if you're not in alignment so as we dive into this briefly this week I ask you to come into this space with an open heart an open mind and a willingness to receive any higher transmissions that might be waiting for you in this episode because I really, hand on heart, 100% do believe that whenever we are drawn to a particular um, form of content, whether that's a podcast, a blog post, a book, a YouTube channel, even even reels on Instagram, um, I really do believe that we are directed to that content for a higher purpose. Maybe our spirit guides, our spirit teams, our angels, our higher selves even, even our shadow self might have a message for us in that content so as always if it resonates and you connect to the message that's absolutely brilliant if you don't that is okay too my word is not finite I only share the wisdom as it's being received and perceived through my particular lens at this moment in time and that's okay. Take what resonates and leave the rest. There's no pressure in this space ever. So how can we tell if we are in an energetically aligned state versus an energetically unaligned state? So there are so many, many ways to answer that. There really are. But for the conciseness of this conversation, I've condensed a list into three main points that I feel really cover everything that we need to know. These points, they're broad enough that you can take them and dive as deep as you need to go, but they're also simple enough that they make 
excellent starting points, especially if you're brand new or, you know, at the very beginning stages of this inner work journey. And to ensure that you're getting enough value from each of the points, I have split them into three podcast episodes. So a part one, a part two, and a part three. So we're going to focus on each sign individually over the next few weeks, just to really honor um, the discussion and the process. So the first sign that we are not in energetic alignment is always our emotions, your gut feelings. And this can relate to any part of your life or all of them, okay? You can be in perfect alignment in one or two areas of your life and in complete disalignment in other areas of your life. But from my own personal experiences, our emotions are the first real indicators that something isn't as it should be. And, you know, the sad thing is this is often ignored and pushed aside Especially if those feelings are pertaining to a situation that's supposed to be quote unquote positive. So I'll give you a little bit of my backstory as an example. So from 16 years old, I decided that, um, you know, I couldn't be a spiritual teacher or a writer, which is something that I wanted to be for the most part of my life. I have always been drawn to this inner work. It was where I was called to go. But it wasn't something that at the time I believed would consistently support me. You know, back in the early 2000s, the way that people interacted and viewed spiritual work was a lot more closed, a lot more um, frowned upon, I guess is the right way to say. It's only kind of been in the last few years that we've had this bigger awakening where people are really starting to connect or reconnect again to the old teachings and the old ways and the spiritual paths. So it wasn't a stable cover and, you know, no one believed in it. I know no one around me believed in it at the time, especially not my family. Um, maybe one family member that supported me along that road. But in general, it, it was a closed topic. No one wanted to talk about it. And because of that, everyone around me told me that I needed a career that would put food on the table. I needed a career that would support me, that would ensure security going forward. So I chose another path that appealed to me at the time and that path was childcare. So I went to college and I completed a qualification that allows you to earn as you learn. So it was an NVQ. And so I was getting my practical experience as well as my educational experience in the same go. And I really thought, okay, this is my career. This is what I want to do. This is my dream job. 
So where was the feeling of excitement? Where was that feeling of achievement? Because it was completely missing and I didn't understand why. I loved the children that were in my care. I loved knowing that they were having fun and that I was playing a bigger part in, you know, creating life enriching experiences for them. But for me on a personal level, those emotions that I expected to feel just weren't there. I didn't feel the way that I thought I would. And I remember saying to myself over and over again, it can't be the career choice. It can't be the career choice. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. It must be where I'm working. So after two years, I made the decision and I changed the place that I worked and I shifted to a different crash, a different preschool. And I remember saying to myself, that's better. That's fixed the issue. I feel better now. But then a few weeks went by and sure enough, that feeling came back and it was a little bit stronger, but I still pushed it aside. I pushed it aside and I told myself, look, I have a job. It's now paying my bills. It's keeping my roof over my head. It's what I wanted. And I remember having discussions with people about this and they would say the exact same thing. It's keeping a roof over your head. It's keeping food in your belly. It's what you wanted. And I would sit there every morning and say, be grateful, Hannah, be happy. Other people would be so ecstatic to have what you have. So I would push that feeling aside. I would push all those feelings aside, just like I did when it came to certain relationships, because I should be grateful friendships, choices about my health, don't fix what isn't broken. And you've probably heard that saying a million times throughout your life at some point. I know I did. And it became a mantra, okay, especially back then. You know, it's not broke. You don't need to fix it. Don't fix what isn't broken. I would tell myself that over and over and over again. Be grateful. Don't fix what isn't broken. There is no problem here. It looks good on paper. Embrace it. This is what you asked for. And I am not joking when I say that I did that for a further six years. Okay? I did that. I ignored every single emotion and instinct in my body until eventually, with an accumulation of a lot of other things that happened, um, everything came to a head in 2011. My life changed dramatically. Old relationships and friendships broke down. Um, emotions that had been repressed came to the surface and I eventually 
left England. To cut a long story short, 20 weeks pregnant to live with my now husband and raise our daughter together. I was ready for a change. I felt that the change of pace, the change of scenery would fix absolutely everything. So I took the year off to to be with my daughter and after a year I decided that it was time to go back to work to help support my husband to help pay the bills and the only way that I could see myself doing that was going straight back into what I already knew which was childcare but I convinced myself again different country different crash this is going to be much better I'm going to be so refreshed after such a long break I've never had such a long break before um and I found a job and for the first few weeks it was okay but again there was that niggling emotion that feeling of unexplained unhappiness that kept coming back and this time I didn't even try to convince myself that it was the career I wanted all I kept telling myself was but I've got to pay the bills I've got to help with the bills so I ignored it again and again and again and eventually when that feeling became too much I shifted to work in another crash and convinced myself that the reason I was moving was because it was more hours more money and we would be better off if I moved to this place of work compared to where I was previously but now there wasn't just this, oh, I've got to pay all the bills. Now there was these feelings of anxiety and exhaustion. And I was even getting to the point that I was starting to resent the job. Don't get me wrong. I loved the children. I have never disliked a child, ever. I loved spending time with children. But it just didn't feel right but I continued to ignore that emotion and I would get to the point where I would wake up in a morning and I cried every single day the moment my eyes opened the tears would fall and that's because I didn't want to do it again I didn't want to do this again and again and again Yet every single morning, a Monday to Friday, I got up, I cried, I dried my tears, and I did it again and again and again. And it continued that way until one day things were so bad that I was ignoring my physical health because I was trying to make that money, trying to help pay those bills. And I put myself in a situation where my health declined and I was immediately out of work. I hurt my back and that put me out of placement for over four months. Four months of being unable to earn money, 
to support my husband, my daughter. Four months of being unable to move and a lot of healing had to take place. And during that time, all I could do was nothing but sit and think and feel. And now I was really feeling. I could only feel, I only could acknowledge the truth. I couldn't ignore it anymore. I could only look inward and see what I had been ignoring for a very long time. And I remember when I acknowledged why I felt the way I felt, that this was a catalyst. This was the turning point for me. This was the point that this particular phase of my career was coming to an end. And it was the time to start making a new path forward for myself. I was finally coming to this place of understanding and I was having so many epiphanies. Epiphanies that had been literally waiting for me to acknowledge them for a very long time. And this acceptance and this leaning into my emotions was key because change can't happen without awareness. And even though it took a lot more time and um, changing of circumstances to really, really get the message I learned a valuable lesson because today my inner emotions are the first thing that I check in with before making any decision, any decision at all. It doesn't matter what it's regarding. And I always ask myself, does this feel good to me? Does this feel good to me on a spiritual level, on a physical, on an emotional level? Is every part of me saying yes to this? And if it wasn't completely saying yes, why? Why isn't it a complete yes? Resisting my own voice and emotions for so long has really taught me the value of soul diving and reaching for the true answers. Not just taking it as gospel that, oh yeah, I don't feel this right now so I'm not going to do it. But actually diving in and looking at the fear versus the intuition because that is something that also holds us back when it comes to our emotions. Are we being led by fear or are we being led by intuition? And I understand why that concept is so bloody scary because you don't want to be wrong. But if it is truly intuition... It won't lead you wrong. Our emotions will always talk to us first. And depending on what we take from that communication, the choices we make, the action we take, we will continue continue to receive 
universal information that will help us move back towards alignment, even if that means highlighting things like our emotions to show that we are that we still haven't shifted into that ideal state of flow, that follow your flow state. So the fact that you've even found this episode today tells me that somewhere in your life, maybe several places in your life, you might be questioning, you might be feeling uncertain about something. You want to know if this particular choice or this particular path you're wondering about is in alignment for you. Now, love, in all honesty, only you can answer that. The answer is always going to be with you. But I can give you a supportive exercise to take away and practice which can help you dive in a little bit and gain a little bit of clarity around what you're feeling in regards to this situation and you know this comes in the form of a free mini meditation and a journal worksheet that you can access down in the show notes below this episode. So if you'd like to try that out, I hope that it it supports you and it provides you with the tools needed to gain a little bit deeper insight. So in regards to using our emotions to know and recognise whether or not we are out of energetic alignment, it all comes back to trusting your intuition always and actively allowing yourself to be in open communication with that universal life force that essentially connects everything and everyone together. To do that we have to understand how energy works and bring conscious awareness to how we can utilize it for our highest good and you know the good of others overall as well, the collective goodness. And this is something that we're going to be diving into deeper and deeper over the next few weeks as we process along this journey together. But I felt that this was a powerful starting point before we walk along that road. Because in order to flow into energetic alignment, we have to recognise the signs that show us we are actually living out of alignment. We have to become aware because if we are not aware, then we can't make changes that need to be made. We can't shift and pivot and evolve and grow. And that is what we're here for. So for this particular subject about energetic alignment, I'm splitting it into three parts. This was part one. And over the next two weeks, there'll be part two and part three. And then we're going to dive even deeper into energy and understanding energy and vibrational frequencies and, you know, how you can work alongside them to help you on your journey of spiritual, emotional and physical growth. So I hope that this episode was supportive and that you receive whatever messages you need to receive 
As always, if there is any questions, please reach out to me across one of my platforms. I'll always do my best to get back to people and I'm here to support you any way that you feel you need to be supported. If I can provide that, I will. Please do check out the free meditation and the journal worksheet in the notes and don't forget to share this to all the people who need it. So thank you again as always for joining me today. I hope that between now and next time you have a lovely week. Be safe. Be well. And I'll see you again next time. Bye bye for now love.